You and I have been in this business for a very, very long time. This is nothing new to us. This is like suddenly the world is paying attention to what you and I have been screaming from the rooftops for a mm -hmm. long time. So in this episode, we really want to talk about why indoor air quality matters. And I'd like to preface this conversation just a little bit. So just put this in perspective. I don't think the average person understands that, you know, when you quantify it, we breathe about 23,000 breaths a day, which equates Amazing. to about 3,000 gallons of air. Okay. Amazing. Compare that to the one gallon of water that we need to drink during the course of a day to stay hydrated. So is, is one more important than the other? That's, you know, well, is, I look is at all really the attention that's paid to the water. There's 25 different brands on the shelf. We pay a ridiculously amount of money for clean water. We're constantly filtering our water and paying attention to our water. And yet, what were the numbers again, comparatively speaking, Rob? Yeah, 3,000 gallons versus the one gallon yeah. of water that we need. So there's been a lot of emphasis in the market about you know, marketing you know, the water. We pay a lot of money just to have bottled water. Right. So you know, we need to put this in terms of relationship to our own health and given the past five months of our lives and living through this this pandemic uh you know germs come and go viruses come and go but the, you know one thing is consistent we all care about our friends and family and staying healthy and that's what this comes back to in terms of the hvac world we've been providing you as mechanics and contractors comfort right systems installed in your house to be comfortable um a big portion of of transmission of germs goes back to HVAC. You know, there's, there's three ways for germs to spread. It's direct contact, shaking your hand. Uh, there's, there's, uh, you know, or, or coughing and sneezing. That's why we're wearing masks. Um, indirect contact. So if I'm sick and I touch something, you come behind me and touch it. You have a chance of getting sick. And then thirdly, airborne transmission. So it's the airborne transmission. This is the world we live in as HVAC professionals. So, you know, we've been all taught very extensively over the past five or six months about washing our hands, you know, hand and surface hygiene. And yet, slowly but surely, the conversation is finally coming around, as we're seeing in our reading, uh, to airborne transmission and what needs to be done with our mechanical systems. Yeah, all the most recent things that we're all, and we're all reading the same stuff, but all the most recent ones are, not, I'm not gonna say downplaying surface contact because that's important, of course, and absolutely we need to wash our hands many more times than we ever have in the past. But they are upplaying for sure the aerosolized version of this thing, which directly involves our HVAC systems. And, and let me say the two things that always come to mind in the beginning of these conversations for me is that, is that number one, we've been talking about this for years. You and I have been in this business for a very, very long time. This is nothing new to us. This is like suddenly the world is paying attention to what you and I have been screaming from the rooftops for a long mm -hmm. time. Um, um, but the other thing is, is, is how, <laughs> how easy some of these solutions are and which, which, which we're gonna get into. But you combine those two things. We've been doing this a long time. It, it's really important. And it just feels like now the world's paying attention to what we've been screaming about forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there there are strategies, and and what are the what have the strategies been over the past few months? It's been washing your hands, wearing a mask, socially distancing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, right. where is you know, air indoor air quality has everything to do with minimizing the risk of getting sick, along with those other strategies. So, yes, you know, us in the mechanical world, in this HVAC world, uh, we have the solutions there and available to homeowners and business owners. And we'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, again, why this matters. So Ken, as a homeowner, 
what would, you know, and even maybe even outside this pandemic, why would your air quality matter to you in your house? Yeah, so this gets so easy for us to talk about because we are homeowners. I mean, this is not, this, this, this doesn't become make-believe. This is personal to me, to you, and to everyone we know. Um, so let's look at it from that point of view. Why is it important to me? Well, a number of things. I have a daughter who has allergies to pets, okay? We have pets. I have uh, other family members, including myself, by the way, who have uh, um, uh, respiratory compromised conditions, whatever that may or may not be. Um, so, so already these things were important to us to think about. And that's why we got into business years ago. Add to that an aerosolized virus that is a little out of control. And by the way, nobody fully understands yet. There's young people with no compromised systems that are getting sick and dying. Well, we don't fully understand this thing at all. So as a homeowner, I wanna know how to protect my family. I wanna know how I can take this group of people who have a compromised respiratory problem, how do I keep them safe? That's coming at it from a homeowner's point of view. And I think every homeowner is asking those same questions right now, don't you think? And traditionally, yes, I do. And traditionally, I think the average homeowner doesn't think of their heating and air conditioning person or company as a solution provider to the air quality issues that- Well, we know that they don't because they spend tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars on those little room air purifying systems, thinking that that's the answer. So you're, you're, you, you hit the nail on the head. I don't think homeowners think of their HVAC guy when they first think of indoor air quality. I think they think of buying it online somewhere and, and that's so far off base. And that's again, why you and I need to talk about these things more. Yep, it's the only place, I, don't, I always come back to this saying, if you stand back and think about everything uh, in, our, in our homes, the only place that you actually can go and take control of the air that you breathe is your house. Think about right? that for a second. Yeah. Of all the places in your life that you are, you have no control over the air that you breathe. There is only one place in your life that you can control the quality of the air that you breathe. It's in your home. Yeah, so strategy-wise, you know, those solutions are out there. Whole home solutions, as you just alluded to, whole home solutions are out there. And think of your heating and air conditioning professional as a resource, a person that in, in many cases now, in the past four or five months, we've been training a lot, a lot of technicians on indoor air quality. And, uh, you know, fortunately, a lot of them are up to speed now and understanding these solutions and bringing these whole home solutions. So you're getting the best bang for your buck. Do you we know, want to touch on any of those now, or is that something we'll incorporate later in the conversation? Yeah, you know, I can't, I'll just do it quickly, simply. I mean, honestly, you know. Let's talk about it. If we're going to talk about this yeah, um, from the this, homeowner's this, point of view, let's continue it that way. We don't have to get into the you know, Honestly, this, these, these solutions can apply to any space, right? But most importantly, the home, right? This is where we spend. So, so go ahead. Let's, yeah. uh, what's yeah, the being that we spend 90% of our times indoors, uh, this is really you know, important. So really, first and foremost is fresh air. Obviously, you have heating and cooling systems to make you comfortable for those times that you can't, you know, leave the windows and doors open because. So why don't I just open a window to solve that problem? Right. So 90 degrees outside and, you know, 90% relative humidity, you're not doing that for very long, right? Now, I have been known, in all honesty, in the dead of winter here in upstate New York, when it's, (laughs) you know, probably below 30 degrees. I, right. I love airing the house out at least for a few minutes. So I know fresh air is important. I don't have a fresh air exchanger 
My um, wife's the like same to way. I the space out. So fresh air yep. is really, really underrated and yep. understated. And I don't think people understand that, you know, there are fresh air exchangers on the market, heat recovery ventilators and energy recovery ventilators that will constantly bring fresh air into the space. And this is so, so important because you probably paid a really, you know, uh, a pretty penny for the home that you're in that's really nice and tight and energy efficient. But when it comes to fresh air, we just can't get it into the space without, you know, without those doors and windows open unless you have one of those air exchangers. So, and, and none of these things, by the way, that we're gonna talk about are ridiculously expensive. Every one of these solutions has a very reasonable price tag attached to it. We're not gonna get into that today necessarily at yeah. all, but, yeah. but my point is don't think of uh, any of these solutions that we, that we discussed, they're all quite reasonable in the perspective oh, of yeah. your home yeah. and your family. Chances are, if you have a forced air system in your house too, you're going to have an air filter of some sort. And most, okay. uh, I think half of the market is a one-inch air filter. So, okay. uh, so what now? I got a one-inch air filter. What do yep. I do with that? Uh, studies have shown, I just read Ken an article here a few few minutes ago. It's an ASHRAE, you know, an industry leading governing body, body and stating that basically residential air filters, high efficiency residential air filters are effective at knocking down viruses you know it's a numbers game there are no silver bullets here but the more strategies you can employ within the space the, the you reduce the risk of getting sick so air should, filtration so should i just go to home depot and buy some kind of expensive filter or what what, what i would talk to your uh, heating and cooling contractor your professional Bingo. because you're going to want immediate Bingo. air cleaner and if your system cannot handle the x the added resistance of this is media air cleaner merv of merv 13 by the way or higher is what's recommended by all our agencies the epa included um but some systems can't uh, can't handle the fan can't handle that high static so no fear there are still hepa or high efficiency particulate air filters or arresters that actually do uh knock down viruses and a lot of other things in the home uh, so HEPA air filtration, again, they get the stigma by contractors a lot too, that they're hard to install. They're not that hard to install. No, they are no. whole home versions of the ones you buy for room only. So, And this is hospital grade filtration that's available for the home. Yep. Um, so yeah, filtration needs to be looked at and can help. And fresh uh, air, on, what else? Yep. On top of that, uh, germicidal UV. So ultraviolet lights that kill are known to kill germs. Studies show that they're available residentially to shine on the evaporator coil and the, that's the indoor uh, cold coil, if you will, on the inside of your system that, is, you know, that, you know, what happens when things get wet and dark, <laughs> things like to grow. <laughs> yep. Mold. So by shining this UV light on there constantly, it will ensure that at least your mechanical system won't be the source of any issues. Uh, so that will help quite a bit. And then on top of that, taking the extra step and actually purifying the air, I would strongly suggest for people to research air purifiers. And you're going to want to look for one that works proactively, treats the entire space, not just the air, but surfaces. So proactively using the air distribution system to treat the air and surfaces, as we just alluded to before, you know, about surface contamination and everything, all the things that we touch within a space, you know, we, can, we, we are able to, with these air purifying devices, treat those surfaces. Let's, let's touch on that one for just a second here, because this is the part that just always irritates me. So, uh, so many people will go out and spend $800 on one of the most expensive high-end air purification 
products that sit in a room to purify the air. Now think about this for just a second. First of all, you've only treated the one room. You have not treated the whole house. Second of all, you're only treating the air that's going through this little machine. You're not treating any of the surfaces in the house proactively with anything that's going to help. Just the air going through the machine in that room only and you're spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get there. For not much more money than that, you can actually treat every room in the house and not just treat it by virtue of, of the air that's going through it, but actually sending out proactive uh, uh, ions that are gonna literally go after the surfaces in your home as well. Right. Uh, I, I just can't get more excited than that about, right. about why the, the big, big difference between that whole house solution and that single room solution. Absolutely. So it's better, you're, you're better, you're, you're wiser to spend your money on a whole home solution when all is said Hugely. and done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, imagine trying to buy, even if you wanted to buy a, a standalone air purifier for every room, first of all, you'd be talking thousands and thousands of dollars, but it still wouldn't be as effective as, as the products that we're talking right. about. Right. And lastly is humidity control. Humidity is a big deal. Yes. Uh, more studies have been done recently on humidity, especially with this, um, the COVID-19 uh, you know, or, or uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus. Um, so what has been shown from a pathogen standpoint and, and, our, and our own body's ability to fight those pathogens is there's an ideal humidity level. Um, in the northern climates, when you turn on your heating system in the winter months, we naturally, by having the heating systems on, we reduce that, that humidity level. So we need to have humidifiers to bring it back up. Conversely, on, in the southern climates, usually in the cooling seasons, you know, we need to keep humidity levels down. Um, and not all heating and air conditioning, not air conditioning systems aren't designed to treat humidity to that extent right. to what's needed. Right. So you need an extra dehumidifier in the space to help you with those days. Right. So point here is the ideal um, uh, humidity is not just about comfort anymore. It is about your health. When humidity gets outside of that range, and just so everybody knows, it's 40 to 60% relative humidity is ideal. Anytime you get outside of that range, uh, pathogens thrive. They hang on, they hang around in the air longer uh, when it's drier. They can live longer. You even had Dr. Ruth on your show, right? Specifically talking about just humidification. Yeah, it, uh, it was... Uh, Dr. Stephanie Taylor. Is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Yep, I'm sorry. Yep, yep. No, Ruth was another guest. It's okay. That Ruth was another guest. So Dr. Stephanie Taylor, who's one of right. the leading um, um, uh, people in Experts. the field, expert yeah. in the field uh, on great this show. issue. So basically the gist of it is if you're outside of that range, the pathogens can thrive. They last longer in the air. They live longer. And your body's ability to fight those pathogens decreases. So you could dehydrate very easily. So again, humidification is, is part of that multi-pronged approach or strategy. So whether you're a homeowner, a building owner, a business owner, maybe an office manager, and you're looking to get people back into your spaces, and not only, you know, obviously the first and foremost, a priority would be occupant safety, right? Um, the next phase of this is going to be, okay, the mechanical systems need to be looked at. They need to be ensured, you know, the strategies of fresh air, all the same rules apply in commercial spaces. Um, and again, Ken, if you were an office manager right now, I mean, 
what you so know, you're trying I to get people back is, to work, right? I think this is so easy to talk about because whether you're an office manager, facilities manager, small business maybe owner, maybe you own a gym, maybe you own a gym. So your constituents are two. There's two different constituents. Your employees matter to you. Your customers matter to you. Um, it's going to end up coming down to trust. Do they trust that they can come to your business and stay healthy? Are your employees comfortable that you've taken the necessary steps to build a safe environment for them to work in every day? And are your customers happy with the things that you've done um, to create a safe environment for them to come spend money on whatever it is they're supposed to come spend money on? This is a huge responsibility for these office managers, business owners, um, to make sure that they do take the appropriate action and then make sure they make their customers and employees aware of those actions so they can be proud of the things they've done to create a healthy environment, right? I mean, I'm right on here, right? Yeah, exactly. And let's come full circle here because in the beginning when I asked you as a homeowner, you know, what is important to you, even despite a pandemic or a bug that's going around, you still want to have the healthiest air possible. And what that means commercially speaking, let's say a commercial space, like we're just, you're, you're talking about the in, improving comfort and productivity of your occupants. So A, you know, occupant, occupant safety and health is first and foremost, but guess what? People are going to come into your building, your space, your office, and actually be more productive yes. um, and, and be more comfortable with those strategies we just talked about. So those yes. same strategies apply whether there's a pandemic going on or not. It Absolutely. is still about healthy healthy people, healthy air for healthy people. I would call it, you know, in the residential terms, I call this ho he healthy home hygiene, right? Yep. Healthy strategies, healthy home yep. hygiene. You're going to have a healthy building hygiene too. And it's all Absolutely geared right. around. The and it's the same set of solutions. Yeah. Right. It's all the same set of solutions. It's fresh right. air, it's filtration, yeah. purification, et cetera. It just goes yeah. on and on and on. Yeah. And it's, there's no one size fits all. These solutions nope. depend on the building, depend on the problems, depend on the number of uh, people uh, occupying the, the facility. I and mean, um, this is why the HVAC contractor um, is such a key component. Always has been, but now more than ever, the contractor is a key component to this. I'll tell you what, I just read Ashray's um, statement on uh, recommendations on getting uh, kids back in the school and, nice. and building occupants back in the buildings. The one thing I came away with after reading this, Ken, was that, wow, contractors, we went from, from a maintenance standpoint of what those recommendations look like. Things that we used to do quarterly or biannually during these months where this virus is kicking around and this pandemic continues, those same tasks are going to have to be done monthly, monthly. Oh wow! Every month. Oh wow! So that so means like changing do we have filters, the people cleaning coils? I mean, maybe it's a university or a college, um, you know, that or a hospital that might already have staff on board. I'll tell you what: the staff, as it is, probably doesn't have enough time to wow. to to to, to, to actually do monthly inspections. So now, what we have is you're probably if you're a commercial contractor, you're probably going to be asked to come in and help and assist. Residential contractors, same thing. You have like commercial customers or commercial customers where these things need to be looked at frequently. And by the way, if you're an installing contractor or you're a maintenance, your guy doing maintenance and changing out filters, guess what? You better look out for your own health too. I mean, you got to use the, your own personal protective equipment. For the sure. recommendation I saw for air filters, when you go to touch one of those air filters, A, you should already have your masks on, right? I would have an N95 mask on now, right? And gloves for sure when I'm handling these air filters during these, you know, next few months. In fact, I saw one recommendation to spray a 10% um, 
solution of bleach on the filter before you handle it. Wow. Think about that. So when you're handling this stuff, and if you're somebody that changes your own air filters and you might not be an HVAC contractor, protect yourself, please. Wow. Didn't even think of that one. Didn't even. I think think about all the years that I spent in the field, Ken, and I changed out all those air filters without anything on. Wow. I did not even think of that. I understand why I was getting headaches all those times. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I didn't even think of that. You know, it's funny. Part of what you just said was, um, you know, because of this pandemic, so many people have lost their jobs. Isn't it funny sometimes how how problems become the solution. Now we're talking about all the jobs that might be created um, because there's going to be this shift. If indoor air quality becomes a conversation that everyone is having every day, then it's going to create all kinds of new jobs in the world of indoor air quality, even, even if it's just from a, from a monthly maintenance point of view. So isn't that fascinating? Yep. I think it's going to be a big part of this economic recovery that I hope we all can look forward to. And I think that, you know, um, there are there is a demand in the field, as it were, even before the pandemic. There's a huge demand for tradesmen, especially HVAC trade. But now, even after this pandemic comes and goes and goes away, fortunately, hopefully soon, this conversation probably is not going to change. I no, it'll it. never get back to the way it was. There's always going to be the next virus. Now, there's always going to be this elevated conversation about the quality of the air that we breathe i don't think is ever going to go back to anywhere near where it was before this is going to be on all our minds for forever now i think um are we do are we getting ready to shift gears again we've done we've we've talked about from a homeowner's point of view we've talked about a business owner's point of view um are we, we want to go ahead and move to the contractor's point of view and do it? Yeah, that's what I mean. I was just starting, starting that by saying, you know, uh, for your own personal protection, first and foremost, if you're a contractor, that's you should amazing. be thinking in terms I never of hiring. Of if, you're, if you're actually own an HVAC company, you know, I think you're always looking to hire people, but now is even more than ever. Uh, if you're not in the indoor air quality game, we can help you there uh, by training, you know, get you up to speed. We can, there's some resources uh, we can help you with. But yeah, I mean, you're never late to the game, I don't think, because of, com- of what we just said. The conversation is not going to change. If you're not offering solutions, uh, you're missing the boat. I mean, your business... Talk about the business model of a, of a contractor, Ken, and what we've, what we've talked well, about. Well, you know, it's funny. We, and you and I, again, we've been talking about this for so long. If you're an HVAC contractor, you, you should, you're very fortunate that we're more or less considered an essential business. And most of the folks I've talked to are, are hanging in there. At least we're not in the restaurant business where so many people have lost their jobs and businesses closed forever. Well, we're very fortunate there. But what an opportunity to shift the, I call it the company's personality. Mm-hmm. Every company has kind of a personality. And if, if your uh, HVAC contracting business personality has always been energy savings and comfort, that's terrific. But now is the time to shift that personality. Shift the personality of your company to being a little bit more focused, if not entirely focused in some cases, on indoor air quality because it's so relevant and it's so noble in a way. It's helpful. It's not just comfort and energy. Now you're talking about your customer's health and your ability to offer them real genuine solutions that are going to help them with their health. What an opportunity yeah. as a contractor. Talk uh, about a sense all the of gratification. Support, by the way, from yeah. people like us, we're ready to support every contractor in the country uh, to make that shift. That's what we're here for. Right. Right. So there's a lot here to consider. Uh, If you would like some resources going forward, I would suggest to go to, in your web browser, type in iaq.works, W-O-R-K-S. So iaq.works. Don't type in 
iaq.com. Just literally type iaq.works. There's more information there. Some of the things I mentioned or referred to were through the American Society of Heating, Refrigerating, and Air Conditioning Engineers, which is ASHRAE. So A-S-H-R-A-E dot O-R-G, <laughs> ASHRAE.org. They have their own special COVID-19 page where all these resources yep. are. They're downloadable. Yep. Um, uh, so if you're looking for recommendations to get people back into your building, what your contractor should be looking at, the questions you should be asking. So whether you're a school, university, or a business, or even residentially speaking, you can go to epa.gov. So our environmental protection agency here in the U.S., epa.gov, will have its own um, IAQ webpage with some resources on there and the recommendations. So, you know, we're not making this stuff up. It's out there. It's backed up. The studies, newer studies have, you know, are backing everything we're saying up. So, uh, uh, we're here to help. We're here to assist. Uh, no matter what you are, what walk of life you are, um, please utilize utilize us here at KGG Consulting. We can get you headed down the right path. And and go to that. Go to our website. Take a look at our website, kggconsulting.com. All the links are there as well. In addition to some training, <laughs> a lot of training. That's what we do. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. Talk to you soon. Bye now. <laughs>